The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix podcast. Tune in today. It's late September 2002. Helen Clark has recently been re-elected Prime Minister after shrugging off Corngate, remember when, (laughs) to hand Babyface Bill English National's worst ever election result. The number one song in the country is Avril Lavigne's Complicated. So good. So good. Uh, But film dominates our pop culture. We're a few months away from the orgy of half-cute, half-cringe nationalism that accompanied the Lord of the Rings Return of the King premiere, which is actually quite a good backdrop for us to remember when ad exec Dave Walden created the tribal Team New Zealand yachting fan engagement monster that got way out of hand. I'm talking about Blackheart. Yeah, see? <laughs> the, this what is not like an excited what, it's a what are you talking about what. Which is really buzzy to me because I remember this as being the only thing that happened that year. And yet you, you are both completely oblivious to it, right? Anyway, kia ora koutou and welcome to Remember When. It's your weekly dose of pop culture nostalgia in Aotearoa, brought to you by The Real Pod. My name is Duncan Grieve and I'm joined today by two people who know... As I just said, they know almost nothing about this, I think, gripping episode in our nation's pop cultural history. Not almost it's, nothing, absolutely I nothing. I've already forgotten what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jane Yee and Alex Casey. Best Tell woman, us, best what, woman on the job. What, what is this that you've brought to us today? It's really hard to know exactly how far back to go with this. Uh, I mean, I think you really need to start with the America's Cup. So we're going back about 150 years now okay. to the Royal, New, the Royal New York Yacht Squadron. What a time. I remember it well. <laughs> of course you do. Course the you number do. one song was. <laughs> <laughs> a sea shanty. <laughs> um, but no, so the America's Cup, I think is a really funny thing. Like we're obsessed with it as a country, but basically no one else really knows it exists all that much. Uh, that's like largely because it, for 130 years, the Royal New York Yacht Squadron raced for it and just never lost. So it was, which basically just sounds like it's a nice time for some really rich guys from New York uh, to sort of pretend like they're having a competition that no one else will win. Uh, That changed in the early 80s when this rich, future, disgraced uh, Australian businessman called Alan Bond went to New York and funded a campaign that beat them and took it to to Perth and Western Australia. And that basically sort of started this this whole kind of it just just set the event into the uh, imaginations of very rich men uh, with with sort of sea salt in their veins around the world. Um, one of whom was, and I'm going to give him his full name, which I only found it out during research, and I love it, Sir Humphrey Michael Gerard Fay. 
Oh. Gerard Faye! I know, right? <laughs> so close. That's the worst that I can say. <laughs> but so far. Um, so, so Michael Faye, is, 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 he's a kind of controversial figure in New Zealand. He made huge amounts of money during the privatisation, deregulation frenzy of the 80s. And he basically created Team New Zealand. It was his money and his vision and his his dream and and I think it's really important to know that when when I'm in terms of what I'm about to explain because Team New Zealand is not like the All Blacks or the Silver Ferns it's a it's a team created from the kind of fervent imagination of a very rich man it's it's you know it happens in the name of the Royal New Zealand Yacht Squadron but it's not like a national team that's been around for decades it's just a rich guy's plaything effectively mm. It's got a little bit more complex since then, but that, that is the origin story of this, and I think it's important to remember. So, and I am getting to what Blackout is, I swear. <laughs> but basically in 1995, first time out, uh, Sir Peter Blake running the show and Russell, Sir Russell Coates, everyone's a knight in this story. Mm. Uh, they win the America's Cup, they bring it home, New Zealand goes crazy, Red Sox... So is this the whole thing? Was this when this happened? Was it the midnight? Because this is the only thing I have to hold on to here is the Red Sox. <laughs> this is not when this happened. This is when it really begins. But okay. it's important to understand. So the whole country goes crazy. Five years on, they do it again. The America's Cup is still New Zealand's Cup. Mm -hmm. And then immediately afterwards, Russell Coates and Brad Butterworth, who are the skipper and the tactician of the Team New Zealand boat, they get they have a little falling out. They jump ship, don't they? They jump ship. They literally jump ship to to Alingi, which is started by another billionaire, a frankly sexy 37-year-old <laughs> Swiss-Italian billionaire called Ernesto Bertarelli. And they, so you've got this amazing, it's actually like an awesome, someone should make a movie out of it. Like they go to to Alingi, this, this sort of new startup boat, and you have the, Team New Zealand against the, the people who were formerly the, the kind of lead conspirators of Team New Zealand. And that that is the kind of backdrop to this. So it it's it's two years on and uh, you've got, you know, like the, these kind of once, you know, beloved teammates, now absolute rivals uh, facing off against one another. And... That that basically is the origin story of of Blackheart. So, what is Blackheart? So what is Blackheart? <laughs> basically, there was this. It sounds like it was a boozy lunch that went too far, <laughs> is how I would characterise it. Uh, Blackheart was the brainchild of this guy Dave Walden, who big act party donor, MD of Saatchi and Saatchi Auckland, like a big big time ad exec. Um, and he had a lunch with Stu Wilson, like a former All Black captain, I think. Uh, Bill Ralston, then the editor of Metro. Um, and a couple of other kind of... Oh, the other thing about Dave Walden, he's the creator of, or at least the, the sort of man behind, Goldstein. Another oh, remember when. And <laughs> now you're talking our language. Right? I, think, I think basically Goldstein is going to feature in every single episode <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of Remember Forrest When. Gump of New Zealand popular culture. If you're only <laughs> listening to this, by the way, not watching our vidcast on YouTube, Alex and I are nodding our head heartily every time we hear a name we vaguely recognise. Mm. Mm. So when you, you know, when you drop in like a, a 
what is it? Whose name did you say before? And I was like, Bill yeah. Rolston. Bill Rolston. Bill Rolston. That, Bill that Rolston. level of nod and recognition. Yeah, we were us. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> making us feel very, very part of this. So yeah, so like I, I realize that I'm going to be carrying the load on this one, and I have taken taken it on myself. The thing is, so it, to to kind of give a little bit of personal context, I was working as a postie at this time, six days a week, uh, just riding around the, the mean streets of Rimuera delivering the mail. And this was back in the day when people in Rimuera got a sh- load of post. And uh, so I was on my bike for hours and hours a day. Presumably all just filled with cash. Yeah, gold bullion. Yeah, it was was very heavy. Um, And I was listening to radio sport the whole time, like four, five, six hours a day of, uh, you know, Devlin in the mornings, uh, then uh, Brendan Telfer for for the balance of the morning. And then if if it was a really late day, uh, I'd get get round to Graham Hill, who was, honestly quite weird in the afternoons and for this period the only thing they talked about was Blackheart like it was just the most convulsing event have we said what Blackheart is yet? <laughs> no, okay. so we're what's Blackheart what's Blackheart I should explain it there was a lunch <laughs> there was a lunch there was a lunch and it, basically these guys Yum. were just like so angry about this defection and they didn't feel like they'd been adequately punished or that New Zealand really understood that these were traitors. This was like a, an act of war. Okay. So they 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 basically had a an, much bigger lunch with 100 people, invited <laughs> guests, including your friend Susan Devoy. My good, good friend. Including our uh, former Deputy Prime Minister, Sir Winston Peters. Told you everyone's a knight. Dame. Yep. Or dame. Uh, and they basically raised $80,000 to launch an organisation called Blackheart, which was nominally supposed to be about making Team New Zealand feel really loved, making it feel like a fortress, a home a home stadium, you know, America's Cup. Uh, and, you know, this was September 2002. The America's Cup was in February uh, the following year. So it was really trying to make that those six months really matter. And so they raised $80,000, and because this was driven by ad execs, they started to put together an, an ad campaign, and it just got completely out of hand, <laughs> like completely out of hand. <laughs> Wait, Why what? are you guys laughing? <laughs> it just looked like just, four <laughs> fingers to turn a page. Well, I'm black dehydrated. Art. That's blackout right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still jet lagged. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so they, they booked these billboards. 
the, the basically the slogan was country before money, which is ironic given how rich everyone involved in this story. So it was like is. a smear campaign as well. It was like a. It was intended to not be, but it Im- immediately became a smear campaign. Was okay. this a public campaign? Yes. So this is like that America's Cup equivalent of buy some red socks from Kmart, but it's this time it's country before money. It's very targeted. Coots mm. & Co, Swiss bankers since 2000. And high on a hill lived a lonely boatman, yodelay, 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 who? Oh my God. <laughs> this is so was. lame. I These know. are exec. Like the this can't be your best copywriting. <laughs> I mean, Goldstein, though. Um, but, but basically the problem was that rather than focusing on supporting their team, it was about denigrating the opposition. And... So this is the Black Heart web editor quoted in uh, in the New York Times. This is the crazy thing. This is not the kind of everyone reports the same web stories era. If you made the New York Times and the Guardian, which this story did, it was because this was a globally significant news story. Anyway, so the Black Heart web editor said, many people feel he, he Russell Coates, committed treason. Like, it, <laughs> they were just so, so hectic. And... Basically, in the aftermath of it, uh, of that launch, the, the lang- they couldn't help themselves. It was all very this kind of nas- florid nationalistic language, especially when it became clear that Alinghi were just a lot better at racing boats than Team New Zealand were. Um, and this, the, basically, people started, uh, whether it was, it wasn't the organization itself, but there was this, you know, this huge movement that got around them. And they were there were people like riding death threats to the sailors' families. Oh my God. They started wearing bulletproof vests. <gasps> there were reports of snipers, like, being seen. Like, what the hell? The, the, the police investigations, they demanded that, you know, they got this 3,000-strong email database of the Black Heart fans. They thought amongst them would be these people making the threats. And basically, the, this, I kind of feel for the guy, David Walden, because he was like, this has got completely out of hand, but by then it, he couldn't really control it. He's like, we're not a dastardly organisation. Great word. We aren't a bunch of nutters. Um, but then the Black Hat editor, web editor was like, I, I wouldn't even talk to the bloody traitor unless he were asking for a ride to the airport. Like, it was oh just God. so intense. But is this happening alongside, get your red socks <laughs> and have a nice time? Or is this... Is this the same era? No. So no. the get, get Your Red Socks and Have a Nice Time was 95. <laughs> I see. That was the nice time yachting when we won, I think we won 5-0 both times. We're just real good at boat racing. Then, yeah, Better Really comes in, takes takes the, the, the sailors and and you can kind of, and it's poor old young Dean Barker uh, has, has, has to take over and we're just not as good, basically. I have a question. What happened to the Whitbread Round the World Yacht Race? Why is that not a thing anymore? Is it? Is I it? think it's still a thing. I think it might be called the Volvo Around the World Yacht Race. Do we talk about it? Not not as much. Mm. Um, it was a big deal at the time, though. I remember? Yeah, uh, we still do it. Okay. Just but it's, it's just not as famous. Side yeah. question. Sorry. Okay. No, no, it's it's very fair. It's very fair. So the main thing, the main campaign in New Zealand was this like deeply negative horror show. Even the name. Were like, there socks? Black Heart. Black Heart. Were there any? What was the merch? Were there socks? Were there? No, I think the. Look again. For, this is a lot of this is, is memory. It's cause sort of early internet, so researching it's a bit tough. But I think that it, it had a few months where it was very present, and there were like full page newspaper ads, and and this was like a front page story. It was it kind of it seemed to divide the country into like ten percent of people who are like 
we should make them walk the plank mm. versus 90% of people are like, oh, you guys are going a bit too hard. <laughs> but it really made the the 10% dig in. Like, you know, uh, Murray Deeker, who was this sort of voice of God sports broadcaster at the height of his powers, uh, he was the one of the most vociferous supporters of Blackheart. And so people would call up and... Yeah, it's just like hours and hours of God damn these traitors. And it's like, oh hell yeah, you know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, what's the goal? Like, when would the when would they feel satisfied that the campaign had done something? If but, not, like driving people to more and more intense, like. I think that's the pro- the problem is that it was. I, I think it's a classic case of a sort of an advertising campaign that doesn't really think about that, and that they. They were like, we want this to be a supporting of Team New Zealand, but they they kind of got excited, wrote these this 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 copy, and and it really kind of went strange. But by then they were kind of backed into a corner, and they couldn't shut it down because it was a bit grassrootsy, and it was just just very very strange. Um, and like New Zealand at the time, you know, obviously aside from Return of the King, mm. we. It wasn't like now where it feels like we can we're quite regularly covered on in, in international um, newspapers and so on. It was pre-social media. For us to make the New York Times or the Guardian was a big deal, and the fact that we were making it for basically painting people who moved from one sports organisation to the other, which is just the most normal thing in the world in sports, as traitors who should be run out of the country if not assassinated. Was was quite a big and honestly, with hindsight, shameful deal. Did we win? No, we got we got a, we got a clock clean five nil. A what uh, now? Yeah, we a, got we got absolutely pants. A cock clean. What now? Uh-huh. Our clock cleaned. Clock cleaned. We got clock cleaned. We got gotta our be, clock cleaned. Got to be careful with that one. Yeah, you <laughs> really do, you do. I might well have uh, not been careful enough back there, but who's to say? Well, Blackheart did not make it to South Wairarapa. To Greytown Primary School when I was twelve, so it didn't. Um, at least it didn't reach the children. It didn't also good. make it to the two thousand and two in New Zealand Wikipedia page of uh, of big events, but not much did. I have to say, two thousand and two was kind of like a black hole of a black heart of a year. It's quite weird those those two thousand two, you know, like the year in New Zealand wikis. There's often like a lot of stuff about contemporary dance. There's so much about <laughs> dance. It's absolutely bonkers. And they've got the full list of like um, New Zealand Music Awards finalists and winners. We've got to get in there. Can we Can we start filling it with Remember When? Like the Mike Chicken. Mike Chicken? Oh, my God. Wow. Why, did we never, chicken? why did we never call it Mike Chicken? Mike Chicken. <laughs> wow. That's so good. Anyway, the, it, it, it does feel like this kind of, throwback to a much more insular New Zealand when we were we were a lot more kind of nationalistic and the the America's Cup was just life or death for us and I think it's kind of you know I, I think it kind of illustrates what what a stupid idea it was the fact that you know we had an America's Cup here in lockdown and the the you know team New Zealand the, the same organization, is now just going to have the next one in Barcelona because I can get more money for it, you know. So mm. Team New Zealand, I think that's way less patriotic if you want to go down that track to just be like, oh, we're just going to take it to Spain. That is literally money over country. Yeah. <laughs> there might yeah. be a big lunch happening right now that we don't know about, Well, that's you know? true. Maybe we need to get Blackheart back for that. <laughs> so, so yeah, just, just a wild episode and people were so concerned by it. I just remember, because I listened to so much talk back at the time, 
the fact of this whole country boiling with rage over this, what was basically like, you know, a set of very rich people being kind of moving from one much richer person's team to another person's. It was just like, just because it's called Team New Zealand, like wasn't wasn't it wasn't a government endorsed or like a national sports body. They just, it was just wild. And to get into sailing at all. Right. It's not like people get plucked out of regional towns like rugby or whatever, right? It's like you have to be born into a certain place as it is. Absolutely. You need to be living in one of the seaside the, the seaside suburbs, mm. you know, totally. where there's a lovely yacht club and you get out there and you're a little optimist uh, when you're about six or seven and have a hoon. And that's money. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely right. So, uh yeah, so that was, that was Blackheart. What a time. Wow. Oh, I reckon I'm going to forget this. That was a, <laughs> in days. A real journey. <laughs> the name's going to stick with me. It is, yeah. It it's, a bad fe- it's a bad feeling. It's a really <laughs> bad feeling. It's because I'm thinking of black hands. Yeah, that's not a good feeling either. That was probably around the same time. Remember when? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> we already did a podcast about that. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, let's wrap this up. Don't forget that we have our uh, our bonus episode of The Real Pod currently recapping traitors on what is it what is that three tv3 now discovery just three just three just three three. tv3 now discovery (laughs) just i'll just say as many of the words as as i can until one of them's right none of them were right actually it was none of them were right um but yes that's the that's that's where it is um but you can go to our substack which is therealpod.substack.com uh sign up to be a, a a subscriber and then if you are a paid subscriber you'll get that extra episode every week this one, this one's free to all though, because it's very important that we remember mm. when these things, you know. And you've got to sign off. What's the you've got to do the sign off? You could do a new one if you want. Anyway, thank you for joining us for Remember When. Join us next week as we unearth another gem from our rich pop culture history. Thanks, I hear for recording. Thank you, I hear. Thanks for remembering with us. <laughs> is that it? No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It oh, is. Thanks for remembering when. Is it? Oh, we're working on it. We're working, we're working on, on it. On it. Kia ora e te iwi, te Ahe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.